What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. Got the whole game back. Fourth season, four co-hosts. We're getting ready to get into it, and we got a lot to talk about. I mean, there's been a lot going on in the NFL, especially it seems like the postseason is just taken right on track from the excitement of the offseason, you know, with everything going on. And, I mean, you always have this quarterback carousel, and it's always a lot more interesting when it happens than when you finally actually get to game day and you see it's just like, ah, okay, whatever. But, I mean – Definitely some things that I did not think were going to go down that went down. So we can kind of go around the horn. I mean, obviously the biggest one is Russell Wilson, and we can talk about what that means for them. Uh, I just want to hear y'all's thoughts. First things first, man, makes them a Super Bowl contender, which we thought they could be if they got a quarterback that could come in, elevate the talent that's already around them. Guys like Jerry, Julie, Cortland Sutton, already guys that are budding to be those top 15 type of type of receivers adding a Russell Wilson who who we already know is a top 10 quarterback makes that team a puts the team right in the thick of things and, and with the defense is already talented as it is and Von Miller possibly looking at a return to Denver gotta say I mean it makes the AFC West the best division in football again yeah I mean there's no doubt about that and you know seeing Russell Wilson it's it's a move that comes full circle for us you know for me at, at least personally it was a move that uh, was kind of eye-opening as an NFL fan uh, because, you know, Russell Wilson, his rise was, you know, towards the beginning of my uh, fandom of the NFL. And to see him then go to the Broncos and you know, that he beat in the Super Bowl, um, you know, it was really kind of crazy because I remember Peyton Manning uh, signing with the Broncos and how big of a deal with that that was. And Peyton Manning at the time was 36 years old, and now Russell Wilson's 33 and making the move. And um, I think it just goes to show now there's, there's two – two main ways that teams are building their franchises. It's drafting, drafting a young quarterback right away and building it up the traditional way or trading for a veteran quarterback, placing them into a team that's ready to go now and winning. And, you know, the Broncos are going, going with the Rams philosophy here and, you know, trying to insert somebody into a team that's ready to win now. So um, like Sean T said, that division is going to be a bloodbath and I'm excited, excited to watch it unfold. Jeff, give, I'll get to you in one second, but I just want to touch on that because that's something we've been talking about. And I think you're seeing it more apparent now, especially since the Bucks broke the seal for it. They showed you can get a veteran quarterback in there. You get some free agency discounts. You get some, you know, some one one and done deals and you can build a super team basically and and go all in for the Super Bowl. And either the next year it, it lingers around or you kind of fall off. And the Rams did the same thing. If you look at the list of the guys they got within the last five years or so for the Rams, especially. And I'm telling you, don't be surprised if the Bucks go or excuse me, the Broncos go after Amari Cooper or they go after Christian Kirk, you know, another wide receiver for that, for, for Russell Wilson to go after a tight end. Don't be surprised if they can convince Gronk to get out there and play with them and get him a tight end weapon. It's just the way that the team NFL is going right now is these, like you said, either going and building from around a young quarterback. I mean, this Super Bowl was pretty much the, it was the, you know, the poster for that young quarterback weapons around him. You build it up, you know, first couple of years against a veteran quarterback with veteran players around him. So I just, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. So, uh, so Jeff, give me, you know, give me your two cents on it. Okay. I'm going to go completely opposite. I think they will be the fourth best team in that division. Sheesh. Even pa- down past the Raiders. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I listen. I think they had bought the idea of look at what Peyton Manning did for us. Um, and while it was a good move, I get it. Russell's ten years in the league. Um, you know, you know, he's he's done well. He's won one Super Bowl. Hadn't done anything after that. Um, 
and 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 I mean that in, in a way that you know I'm getting at. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's winning, it's winning, you know, the Super Bowl and stuff. Um, I just um, I, we haven't talked about it. I think what Denver gave up for him was way too much. Um, well, I mean, I don't know because look at I mean, Washington was willing to offer three first rounders, and it seems the only difference between the two offers was a quarterback to replace him. And, and we don't know because I mean, look at Washington didn't ship off Taylor Heineke to go to, to Indianapolis, so I imagine they weren't willing to ship him off to Seattle. That seems to me like the thing that set it over the edge. I don't think it was necessarily too much. I mean, no offense, he it was, is, you know, it is too much if they don't go to the Super Bowl this year. But that's the that's the thing they're trying to and, you know and, and really I mean if you look and I, I mean I'm not being I'm, I'm trying to you know kind of play the devil's advocate here against you guys or I mean you get I mean you know could he and this goes sound crazy is Justin Herbert better than him is Mahomes better than him is Derek Carr better than him I mean it's it's kind of like you could literally be the fourth best team in that you could literally be the fourth best team in that division. I'll say Derek Carr is the best worst quarterback in a division we've ever seen. He's the best worst quarterback you could ever see. But here's what I'm gonna say for this. Like, look at we are as Panthers fans, we should know this better than anybody. Yes, Russell Wilson, that Super Bowl and that the Legion of Boom was a big part of that. But let's not forget that he led the Seahawks team to the super to the playoffs what eight out of the last nine seasons virtually on his own we saw the offensive line he was playing with the entire time we can't sit here and say that cam newton is is a hall of fame candidate but needed better weapons and then say that russell yeah. wilson isn't you can't give me that back and forth that's not gonna fly with me you, you can say and argue that you know he might have not done as much as people said but look at when he was getting i mean in between the time frame because Doug Baldwin is going to be getting a first down here. I'm sorry. But between when the Legion finished, he had nothing until he then got DK Metcalf. He had Tyler Lockett had his fantasy booms yeah. but, and busts, but that didn't really translate to success when he needed it. it. Those long touchdowns kept the games exciting. But let's not sit here and act like Russell Wilson is a bad quarterback. And not only that, draft picks are only as valuable as the person making the pick. And if you look at John Schneider's history of first round picks, they missed a lot. And the only reason they've been a successful franchise is because Russell Wilson has carried, like, like Jack said, kind of uh, crap shows to the playoffs. And you see when it all falls down halfway through the season, Russell Wilson gets the blame. But you look at a team that's not really built for the long haul. You look at a team that doesn't have great receivers outside of DK Metcalf. And still Tyler Lockett is a is a nice – he's a, he's, he's supposed to be a number three guy. He's not supposed to be your number two. You have, you've not found a running back to, play, to replace Marshawn Lynch. And they've done a horrible job replacing that defense, which is supposed to be Pete Carroll's calling. You know, that's what that's what's his that's what his niche is what it's supposed to be. So again, that's a team that hasn't done well outside of drafting besides Russell Wilson. So I don't think those picks are are as valuable to that team as they would be for for, for a Broncos group. And, and if you're the Broncos, give it up, get the quarterback, and you are and you have the team already set. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's is Patrick Mahomes better than, than than Russell Wilson right now? Yes. Is Justin Herbert better than Russell Wilson right now? You could you could Argue make that. the argument. But do who, who who do I trust more in the playoffs right now? Because Herbert hasn't been there. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's been to as many Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes, and got as many Super Bowl rings as Patrick Mahomes as well. And Derek Carr is still just a guy that we think is right around that Kirk Cousins tier. That's mm-hmm. gonna be that can win you some games, but we don't really believe he's taking you anywhere. So I think they're I think they did a I think they made the right decision. I mean, all, we'll see at the end if it's worth it though. Let me and just you can make. 
let me throw this out real quick, Jack. The question is, too, if you take those those picks, how do we know they're not going to do something with all those picks before the season, before we get to the draft? They may end up going out, you know, who knows? I mean, I've heard them, like, say, and I wouldn't go get him because I just don't know about that, but, like, you know, if, if they do something funky and go get Jimmy G, or, like, here's the deal, and we're going to – I'm sure Jack's going to talk about it. We're going to know a lot more about Deshaun Watson come Friday when he has the grand jury and all of that comes to the fore on Friday. Um, but I think that they did this knowing they've got something. And I do – I agree with you. John Schneider's made some – Bad calls. Um, the question becomes, did they know something, you know, and then get rid of Bobby Wagner. I mean, you know, I get, I get that too. I guess what I'm getting at is this, and you guys just, you guys can knock me down. I get it. At the end of the day, we're talking about Super Bowls. We're talking about getting there. And Jack, you're probably gonna make the transition. As a Titans fan, people were like, go get Russell Wilson. Okay. Y'all just bear with me here. Go get Russell Wilson. Go get Aaron Rodgers. Realistically, what have they done? And what I mean by that is, Aaron, listen, Aaron Rodgers has won however many MVPs, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about Super Bowls, Aaron Rodgers was no better than Ryan Tannehill this year, period. In the playoffs. No, and I, I, mean, I mean, I don't and, want to get that, and that's what I'm trying to get at. It's, it's, well, and Tyler, and do we Russell, have you talk about the Russell, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, no, I know you'll go. But Russell is, I love Russell, and I think he's, he's going to be good. I mean, he's taking a jump into the the the, the, the that that's the the Vipers den. I mean that that the division right that division right now, yeah, hands down the best division in football. But see, and that's what you need because I mean, if we're looking at it realistically, and it already fits their system. If we're really looking at it, Russell Wilson is just Teddy Bridgewater, but better with a ring. If you're talking about the tangibles he brings, he's a bit more he's more mobile. But that mindset is all right there. That leader mentality that you know he's all right there. That fits right into the system. They can smoothly transition. And Tyler, what I'm seeing with a lot of these it seems like picks are being used a bit differently now in the last few years in terms of how they're chopped out off, how they're actually utilized. Is that, is that, you know, accurate to kind of think about? Yeah. I mean, you're right. They're, they're, they've been used a lot more aggressively and you look at George Payton, the Broncos GM in the middle of the season, they know they're not making a super Bowl run trades Von Miller for some picks uh, uses some of those picks in the trade to get Russell Wilson uses some, they still have, um, a handful of picks in the top 150 this year. So the, the Broncos aren't out of draft capital. And then it looks like he's going to bring Vaughn Miller back in. So um, it's more of that um, Madden, like a more aggressive mentality with the trades and stuff is that we can we can replenish these picks, but we know what we're getting in a lot of these players. And like we've been talking about, like the Seahawks, some of their picks, we, we're kind of worried about them with all these picks because they've been known to you know mess them up. So the thing is, you know, when you're in the Broncos situation, you have a team that's ready to win now. I mean, they were in the same boat as us last year when they were when team people were talking about, well, why didn't they take Justin Fields or or Mac Jones at, at ninth overall? And they went with Patrick Sertan. Well, now they have a, a top tier corner in that in that system and they're ready to throw a quarterback into it. So when you know that you need that one piece, it's it's really easy to throw those picks away at it. Well, and it just seems like, especially the last few years, they're almost just more, like, valued. I mean, you're seeing long are the days where you would go player for player, player for two players. DeAndre Hopkins going for a handful of picks. Carson Wentz is going for a handful of picks. When he was, you know, rather as an MVP caliber candidate, you know, a few years back, it seems like all these guys are going for – I mean, I feel like Russell Wilson was one of the first trades in a while where we actually saw, you know, him go for players as well in addition to the picks. And that's where I feel like these teams are going kind of the wrong ways. Like, 
and Jeff, you talk about it. What is it going to do for this for the team? What is it going to do for them? But we we keep showing it's kind of two different ways about it. Like it's become, and I think it's again why teams are starting to go to the super team route. It's because it's become a lot harder. The margin of error to get a Super Bowl is so much smaller than I feel like it used to be. Because if you look at Mahomes and the Bengals, you have superstar quarterbacks. You know, at least in that point in time, doing things that are insane. They get to a team that has a dominant front seven. If you don't have at least two or three anchors on that line, your quarterback can't do anything. I mean, we saw the last play of the Super Bowl came down to Aaron Donald getting to the quarterback before he could get the ball off. If 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 Burrow had more than two seconds to get that ball off, that could have been the game-winning touchdown, you know? And then you take it with Mahomes, too. I mean, he was literally falling to his side. But the flip side of that is, and it's it's it, you see it in teams – that don't get to the Super Bowl. It's a, kind of a two-faceted thing where either you have a team that has a lot of weapons around it on all these you know A A-listers and B-listers all around them, but their quarterback is not an A-lister or cannot propel that talent to the next level. I'm sorry, I'm gonna use it the main argument, the Titans this year. You look, I mean, playing with so many injuries, don't get me wrong, but when all those guys are healthy. Tannehill's the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth best player on that field. And if he can't help push that through to the next level, and that's where you get your Russell Wilsons and Aaron Rodgers the other way around. Aaron Rodgers, you think, would probably be able to do that. Same with Russell Wilson, but they've given him nobody around. That deal they gave to Aaron Rodgers just completely avoided what they needed to do for the team, which was giving him more weapons on both sides of the ball. And I know, and it's weird because you argue, like, you know, why does he need weapons to be good? But it's just you, there's the margin of error is so small and it's frustrating. Yeah, and you know we're we're past the days of letting elite quarterbacks play with just anybody and hoping they can elevate talent. Like you have to put together great teams. Matthew Stafford for year for a number of years stayed stayed in Detroit for over a decade. Nobody never really knew how good Matthew Stafford was. We know because we're because because we watch football and we we understand the game, but most fans wouldn't understand why is Matthew Stafford being held as his as his great quarterback. I mean, I think he he's talented, but when you're not playing in the playoffs every year, when you're not getting these national televised games besides Thanksgiving, when you're getting your teeth kicked in, most people don't understand why you're being heralded as his great player. But then you see players like on the last drive of the Super Bowl, a no look pass on a dig route that. Who not many quarterbacks would make would, would even attempt that, but he's an elite passer. He's an he's, he's an elite guy. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you have to add talent around these guys. You can't let these guys waste away and not add, and not add the talent. Whereas like Green Bay, for example, yeah, the the, the 200 million dollar deal is great, but I go back and think about the mistakes you made in the last two years when you refuse to give them the money and you start and you, and you try to draft his replacement, and now you're still behind because you still have not gotten. The requisite talent to go to, to go all the way around, and because you know Green Bay is not a free agent destination as is, so it's, it's 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 very tough. And again, like back to what Jeff said earlier about you know, well, Aaron Rodgers hasn't won this and hasn't won that, but but Jeff, I'm telling you, I know your GM right now would die to have Aaron Rodgers over Ryan Tannehill, a guy that he knows can at least elevate talent. Because with Tannehill, you're playing alongside it. Do you want your quarterback to to lead the cart or just or, or, or run alongside the horse? You know, and and the prime example of that turnaround is Tom Brady. We saw the the Patriots and Bill Belichick cannot do what they used to do with the receipt. You can't run around with Wes Welkers anymore or Chris Hogan's. It's not going to work. It's why he left to go to the Bucks so we could get a Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and uh, the, and Scott Miller around them. And even that's not you know insane, but you, you just it's not going to work anymore. And that's why you've seen like. That's why they did it for Tennessee. And that's where Jeff, what I'm saying that's that last piece. And don't get me wrong. 
there was a trade that was put up that it would be Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and I think it was a fifth round for Ryan Tannehill, and I think a third and a fourth round. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it because it can't be any worse than what we have now, and if it can help the Titans out, then sure, give it to them. They do, I wouldn't want you all to have Sam Darnold, but if you were going to do that, perfectly fine. But, I mean, you, like that's what – Shanti's completely right. Like, you say that, but, I mean – and it's it's different. The Titans are uh, we always spend so much time on it, but they're a different situation, a different beast because of how many just simply injuries they had this year and how many different players they're rotating with. But like you talk, I mean, what was it? Four picks, three picks in the in the in the, in the uh, you can't you can't run with that. It's not gonna it's not gonna get it done. And you know you can talk about all that you know giving it to, the way you want it to them, but like. It's just it's it's different. It's tough, and that's what you see here with the Panthers right now. We're stuck in this limbo. I don't. We're restructuring these contracts. We'll get to this, but I don't know what for because now you're two. You know that's two quarterbacks already off the board. Now you, you, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson both off the board. Drew Locke, I guess per se, off the board. I don't know what Teddy's gonna do. I I I swear. <laughs> If we get Teddy back, if we go back for Teddy, but you know you got Jimmy G. Colts looking after Jimmy G. You got like. I don't know what we're trying to do right now. We're restructuring for some reason. And I'm starting to think more as we sit on it. And I, I want to pick Tyler's brain about this too. The more I sit on it, I feel like we're just, we're not going to do anything with the quarterback. I think we're just going to sit there. I was thinking about it today. And it's just, we don't, we still, we've talked about this before. I feel like we've talked about this last off season. Is there, <laughs> there's, there's no direction right now. There, there's no direction. We, we don't really see the direction, Tyler. You can't, you can't figure it out. <laughs> We, I mean, in, in the second, third, like we don't have we don't have mid round picks right now to to you know back back it up. Um, so when talking about the sixth round pick or sixth overall pick, I should say, um, you know, right now if I had to put money on it, I feel like a trade back is is most likely. I mean, we know that Scott Fitter likes to trade back. We are seriously lacking draft capital, but. Um, you know, we like that we're in all these talks with all these trades, but really when we're, when we're thinking about it, we don't have the capital to compete in a lot of these different trades and that's just how it is right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how he manages it. And I listened to his, his presser the other day from the combine and how he was talking about, Hey, if there's a guy that's, you know, franchise worthy and sitting there at six, we're going to take him. But if not, we'll trade out. And, you know, he was very, um, you know, he was very, able to talk about you know the quarterback situation is up in the air uh he said it would be great if Darnold could win it over but uh you know it's still up in the air so it's good that we have some recognition on that and we're being active in the market but you know as we're seeing some of these you know trades start to happen I never thought we'd get Russell Wilson um I'm glad we didn't get Wentz but uh you know there's still going to be a couple dominoes to fall and to see which teams, you know, make a move on a quarterback, I think is going to affect how we do it. And then seeing, all right, are we going to go in on the first round and take a quarterback or try to, you know, figure it out late in the draft or in the mid rounds. So there's a lot of different ways this could go. And I feel like we're not going to be the next team to make a move. Somebody else is, and that's going to determine what we, what we do with, you know, limited draft capital. I, I agree with that. I, I think, you know, I think everybody's waiting to see the Sean Watson domino fall. There, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? Um, one name that I keep hearing, and I'll go back. Sorry, I don't mean to do it. <laughs> you know, I keep hearing about Mariota. What's going to happen with Mariota? Does he stay in? You know, with the Raiders, or does he end up going somewhere and be? You know, I've actually heard some things about him in Seattle. You know, that's not a bad no, spot for him. That, that's that's not a bad. You put Mariota on that team, they're still probably at least a five hundred team. Um, 
if you put him on that team with that that receiving core. And, if and he beats him, out Drew Locke. No, Drew Locke's horrible. Yeah, I, I could see. He could definitely Drew, Drew Locke should be I, I, would, I would assume he could get yeah, I would. Locke. I would assume, too. It's just like why, you know, I mean, right now they're running with Drew Locke as their starter. I'm putting Drew Locke with Sam. I'm putting Drew and Sam Darnold in the same room. I, I just am. I, I just – I am. Um, but – but but Tyler brought and I think you know we're just gonna wait and see like there are things that are gonna be out there but I think everybody's waiting to see what Friday happens, um, and I think that's where we get a big uh, you know and then what you know does Jimmy G where does he end up going, um, you know um, I, I don't know I it's it, but you're right we're still in that where's the our, our identity where's the identity um, so and the other thing here is that you know do the 49ers really believe in Trey Lance because I mean that. That's starting to pick up a lot of steam here lately. And, I, I mean, me personally, I, I mean, we all knew he was a project coming out. We knew he would be a guy that would take some time. So, I didn't really see the rush and, oh, well, him, have him play this year. But, I mean, if he's not made any progress and they've not seen anything that they like right, and, they keep for, and they keep Jimmy G for another year, then that changes a lot. I mean, the, the entire quarterback market shifted again if Jimmy, if Jimmy G doesn't move. Right. right. Exactly. And the weird thing about it is, I mean, it's some. We also haven't heard anything from the Steelers. Like, are they just planning to ride with Mason Rudolph? Are they? Because I can't imagine that's going to go over well in Pittsburgh. I think they're going to. I think they're going to end up with Kenny Pickett, or they're going to go. They're going to go quarterback. They're going to get a pie somehow, and they're going to go quarterback. But didn't yeah. that one analyst say that he he wouldn't do well playing in the Pittsburgh cold because of his hands? Yeah. <laughs> bro, so what did he got to be talking about sometimes, bro? I don't know, especially because he's went to Pitt. So, like, did you just clearly forget where he went to play football in college? Bro, I don't, I don't, I think, I think a lot of times when they get on air, bro, I think they forget actual, just, just actual things that they actually saw and they're just reading off of papers. You know don't they, 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 don't they play at Heinz Stadium? Because doesn't, I don't even yes. think Pitt has a, <laughs> yes. I was going to say, so they're literally already on the field that they they've be seen, in the stadium. They've scouted this man for at least three seasons that we, that we, that we can at least say we know of, man. So, I mean, I don't I, know. I, 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 they, they, I, I got to imagine, bro, it gets to a point when you get that high up in that business, in that type of business that you're just reading off, you're just reading off measurements. We just like, what is it? I don't know. It's 6'3". I don't know if he can play in it. I was like, I mean, you know. Tyler, where is this been coming from? Why are we talking about people's hands all of a sudden? I've never, like, I don't remember in past combines or talking about people's hand sizes or arm lengths this much. Like, oh. measurable, not this big of a thing, I feel like. I mean, the, you remember Joe Burrow had the small hands, but his hands were, you know, decently, <laughs> decently bigger than tickets. But the hand, the hand stuff is, um, is a little bit, you know, questionable. I mean, I don't, if it, when talking about Pickett, if he fails, it's not going to be because of his hands. Um, the arm length, though, arm length, we could talk about that at a different time. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that it, it's uh, you know, another combine down. And after seeing what went on uh, this past week, I feel like a lot of guys moved around. And we can get into the drafts up more today, and I'm sure in the future in the off. Oh, we will, we have time, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, but this is just to see how guys move and that's where you start to get some of these storylines in the offseason, a lot of the quarterbacks, because all these NFL people are together, you know, and talking and things get out. So, um, you know, there's still a lot of dominoes that can fall early in the draft. And you know, there's talks about the Lions maybe taking quarterback at two now. And how does that change things for us? So, um, you know, now that that process is pretty much all over and teams have – you know, the time and information to really solidify their decisions. Um, I'm excited to see, like, see if any of the leaked info comes out because, I mean, whatever happens at the top of the draft is going to hugely affect our franchise. 
It really is. And that's the problem that I, and that's always the problem that I have. It's like, we've, and now again, with these restructured contracts, I don't know, are we trying to win now? Or are we trying to build for the, like, I don't, cause we were, the way we were talking, we were like, okay, Shaq might not make it through, you know, this round of cuts. We might, we, I mean, he, we might have to just get rid of him altogether, but clearly he is, clearly he's still there. And I mean, and God, Taylor Moten just needs to, he needs to be in the in the hall of or the whatever it is the the ring of honor for the Panthers already. The, the things he's done for our team, taking pay cuts, moving positions, like doing all, literally everything he's asked to. We do not deserve Taylor Moten. And then Shaq, I actually like seeing that. I I think that that shows a lot of him as a leader into what he you know to 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 put that commitment. It makes now you gotta you gotta work for it now. You gotta tell you gotta you know put effort into it saying okay like you're taking this pay cut for the betterment of the defense and the betterment of the team in itself so translate that onto the field more than i mean and, and we might have been giving them you know a bit much a bit too much you know uh, uh a critique but i mean i like seeing that and hopefully they can use it at a certain point for you know especially the linebackers i was seeing you know what the, uh, the fifth option fifth year option would be for brian burns and i it's getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this year, like, oh, it's, it's I, happen, bro. I need to see you earn that that fifth year option because I think yeah. it was I think I was seeing that it was like 16 mil a year or something like that is what I was looking at, and I mean, for a one year, if you're if you want me to pay you that one year, that's about the amount you how much you equate to in the season playing about a quarter of the season. I just I don't know he I just need to see more from him I really do but seeing these restructured contracts what I mean that makes me feel good I don't know about y'all yeah yeah but they make, make me feel better about what we're trying to I don't know like, what exact I mean I just hope they're not freeing this up for a quarterback I, I would hope they're freeing this up to go grab some offensive linemen possibly a guard possibly a center because you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to hit every key spot in the draft this year it's because the, just because of the draft capital you got so at least re-up and try to get guys a free agency that you think you could add that can, that can help your team immediately. Um, I, again, it makes me feel good. I mean, then, then hearing them shopping, not, not necessarily shopping, but they're open to trade Christian McCaffrey. And I didn't, they're asking prices high mainly because they're not really shopping him. They just kind of want to see if the, put a feeler out there. If somebody can, if somebody offers up a first form, then take them. But if not, then there's, then, then, then keep them and, and try to, and try to keep and try to keep axing away at it. So I, I, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm positive about what they've done. Not overall overjoyed. Yeah, I mean it's still really early. Like this is the first week of it, and free agency starts next week. So there's a lot that is that can happen. I think there's a lot that's going to happen. These are just the this is the beginning moves in the front that are going to really set us up for the rest of the offseason because we do need to make moves now so we so we can make moves later because we have a long way to go as we know and if we really are trying to load up and uh, make a move for a quarterback i mean whether that is you know trading for somebody drafting someone or just freeing up some cap room to sign somebody in free agency like these moves now are necessary and for the restructures i'm all for it um so far i can't complain about anything in the offseason for us um but when it comes to McCaffrey like yeah we should be listening to all phone calls for him and if you can get a first for him you do it I've heard and seen that if there's been teams offering or we've been looking for a first and a player which would just be bonus um if we got a player on top of it um I think at that at this point it's what you need to do so I'd be looking at teams like the Bills like training for McCaffrey would you know that, that's something that I could see them doing at this point um where, where they're at so 
Uh, it's still early, um, but I, I'm liking where this is going. But I know that there's a lot that needs to happen for us to get uh, to where our final goal is this offseason. Hey, but at least, uh, hey, we signed Zane Gonzalez, our kicker, for two years. There we go. Hey. I'm hey, don't, joke about, don't joke about it. I'm bring I'll bring the kicker into it. Listen, he made 17 of his last field goals. I mean, 17. I, yeah, hey, game comes out, at least you got your kicker straight for the next two years. No, absolutely. I agree with that. Because, I mean, it was a position that we've, we've seen that we have shipped off, you know, and haven't put a whole lot of emphasis in. And it, it's hurt us in years past. There's games that we've lost, you know, maybe that we didn't need to be in or it might not have mattered anything in the, in the long run. But, like, yep. it's come down to it. And Zane, and especially in the whirlwind of everything that was going on, he provided some sort of consistency and was doing it fairly well when we needed him to, you know. And I don't, I don't disagree with that move at all. Like John Tees and Forster, you were talking about, we have so many holes that we need to fill and having and leaning on the draft is not going to work. The way that the cap situation, like I would hope that they're using some of this money to try to at least get, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go bargain bin with a lineman. If you're going to go bargain bin with a lineman, then at least for the, for love of, and, and then maybe draft as well. I'm hoping what they're, if they're not thinking quarterback, I'm hoping they're thinking a line, one of the linemen, you know, that early on. Um, but I, I, would, I would hope you maybe would use some of that restructure money. It's not going to be enough probably for Hassan, but maybe for Gilmore. Because while Gilmore played, you know, he played to what we expected to. I, st- I don't know if there's enough teams desperate enough for that, the, a- the age that he is, you know, yeah. to, to, pay, to pay the big money for him. I don't think so either. I think the only teams that would probably really be in the market for him would be the teams that are trying to go win a chip right now. So that if, if so if that's a big deal for him, then obviously he would need to move move forward if he's looking to win a, if he's looking to win a championship. But as far as paying that type of money for a guy that how Gilmore's what, going on thirty two, yeah, I'll say at least. Yeah, so I don't I don't know many guys at thirty two that play that position that are still elite by this time in their career. So I think we've seen the best that we're gonna see from Gilmore, even though he did have a good year last year when he was on the field. It's just I just couldn't see him garnering that type type of money. I mean, that, I mean, ja- Jackson's got to get a bag from somebody. Yeah, just because just because there's still potential there, and he's only what, like, I think twenty six. So he's got he's got more potential to get a bigger bag than, than Gilmore. So I mean, I, I don't. If I'm Carolina, I, I try to get him back, but because my thing I, is even you know. at his age, I mean, what you're going to get from him at least, like. I would try to get him at least one more contract, whether it's another year or two, just solely because with CJ, JC, Dante, all these young guys, who better to try to, you know, help bring them to their fullest potential than Gilmore, you know? Like I kept saying it with Richard Sherman, but Gilmore is just as like just right there too to do so. So even if we get, I mean, like now bringing back, um, Oh, who, who for our corner, our defensive back coach, Steve Wilkes Steve was Wilkes, a yeah. great move. And that makes me feel a lot better about the emphasis they're putting on that position that if there's a guy that's going to run and I'm, my hope is that they did that for a security blanket. So if, <laughs> if rules out week four, that's if, if you know, if he does not become interim head coach after it to do so, that I would be fuming, but regardless, that's my hope and, and prayer there. And just hoping that that's what maybe something that they, you know, that they would do. I, I would love to see that, but you know, yeah, I mean, and you also have guys like AJ Bouye who you could probably, I don't, I can't remember what his deal was. But I don't know if he would, yeah, Tyler, I, I think he had he, about, is he still on the roster? Yeah. Is, is, a- is, uh, is AJ Bouye still on the roster for Carolina? I believe he'll be, he'll be coming back. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a two. I thought it was at least two. I don't think it was a one, one year. I, I, I thought I, it was, I a hope two. it wasn't. 
you know, I mean, but I mean, then Keith Taylor as well. I, I like what I see from Keith Taylor with the season. I think he's a guy that potentially has a chance. I, I think I never think he can be a starter in this league. What type of corner will he be? That's still to be seen. He's more more like a physical guy that you know put his hands re re route bigger receivers. So I, so I would like to have him alongside JC if he could play to a starter level. Um, but again, giving him a, a guy like Gilmore to develop behind would be the would be the route I would want to go to. I do still think you need to try to get rid of to to wean off a little bit of the the de- defensive back depth that we have. Like we almost overcorrected and did too much. Like we almost have too much depth at it now. And so there's some guys that like and while they got playing time because of the health of some of the other guys, you know, I think we need to try to just dilute it a little bit. Yeah. But then looking at other positions on the field, I mean, I do, I mean we've played against him for years. We've seen him be compared to Luke Keekley in every step of the way. And yes, while he's up there, I think he still has to have a good amount of output left. Do you go after Bobby Wagner? Do you do you try to throw some money his way in the linebacker spot? You could, but Bobby Wagner's not going to come here. Yeah, but you don't know that. I mean, um, well, that's because I'd hope be good test. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you don't I, need yeah. him. You don't need him. You got four I'm, linebackers. I know. All I know. all first team or second team. You don't need them. Although y'all, we just re-signed. The, I mean, the Julian Stanford. What do we know about him? I we signed. Oh, uh, he's a special teams guy. Huh? Yeah, he was special teams. He's special teams. Okay. I mean, that's good. Like, cool. Just some backup. You know, but Bobby Wagner is one of those guys, too. It's, again, it's like, what role does he fill and how dominant can he be now? It's been however many years. I don't know. I mean, um, and he had found his niche in Seattle. You know, you get that. Those niche guys, see what they can do. Although Thomas Davis went and played great after. You know. I say, Tom, yeah, I was going to say, Thomas Davis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, made an impact. I mean Brian Arachnel for as many years as he was with Tennessee yeah. and that you know that toward that age like yeah. I don't think he, you know ter- I mean for as long as Terrell Suggs played and was still dominant or still you know had an impact on the Ravens I think there's a there's a, a a precedent for it I just don't know how much money he's been, he would be looking for and how much you know he would want to come out of it I just I mean like I said the de- I mean getting Frankie getting Shaq that, that that defense still like it was horrid last year and i don't know if that's a coaching standpoint or if it's just an age and you know the way maybe trying to do too many things with the formations and the the rotations but it was just you know it was a turnstile last year and you just you're not going to be if if, for when we were playing teams that could you you know knew how to attack it such as something you cannot you cannot let up this year so the other thing we're talking about you know is we talked about it last week we're talking about again today we've still heard nothing Nothing about Cam. Apparently, he, you know, Fitter's waiting on conversation on to have conversations with Cam. But like, is Cam just kind of saying the ball's in my court now? I mean, he doesn't because if the season starts, he's just not gonna be on the team. So I don't know. Like, what? I've, heard, I've heard inklings of the Giants and Cam possibly being a thing. I, I, if I, if I'm Cam, I'm looking at realistic situations to actually compete. The South is in the weakest state it's been. And God, Lord, God knows how long since the South has been this week. Probably since about like I said, like 07, since we yeah. talk about like his quarterback play being so bad. I mean, there's no, you know, the Saints don't have a quarterback. The Falcons have Matt Ryan, but I, they're looking probably to move forward past him soon. Um, and we're just kind of sitting around. We have a roster that I think is good enough if you get if you could get the quarterback correct. Coaching staff is still questionable, but I mean, bringing Cam back would probably ensure you probably could win about seven to eight games, you know, yeah, I mean, and that, and, and that may be good enough to get you sneak you in. But like at that point, I mean, would you, would you not want to just, you know, make, uh, I don't really know. It, it's it, would he, does he even have respect for Matt rule? 
I mean, does it does does it even does it even like work? You know, like I mean, when there's teams out there like you just mentioned, uh, there's there are teams out there that need quarterbacks. Period. And I mean, Seattle's wide open now. That's true. I mean, you know, go play for the Seahawks. I mean, do you, I, mean I, I you know, I, I maybe their best running back. Yeah, well, that's true. Unless they go after, unless they go after CMC or something. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh. You know, like yeah. This, I, I mean, thought Pittsburgh too. I thought that would be. A, I thought that would be a realistic option for him. It, I mean, it would be, and even I mean, yeah. I mean, then anyone in the NFC South honestly could also be a realistic option. Going alongside Jameis, going alongside you know, if the you know Bucks clearly need somebody. I don't know what they're gonna do. What are the What are the Colts gonna do? That's it. I mean, so there's still options for him. I just don't know if they're going to be. You know, it, it's the the. The weird like discourse of not taking him was so odd. Was so odd in between the time period of when he was off the Patriots and just for so long when there was just as many and some similar teams that needed quarterbacks or, or backups along that time and just were res- hesitant to bite the bullet. And unfortunately, they now the media loves to shove that zero and five or zero and six start stat in their face when that's just completely out of context. But unfortunately, the way we did him didn't make him look really any better. Unless if he had played that first game against the Cardinals and that had been it, he would have been, would have been fine. But unfortunately, they found a way to. And that's another reason I really honestly don't want us to. The only way I want us to keep him really is if that means we take Malik Willis at thirteen or fourteen, you know, or if he can, if we can get, get or if he we need to get him at six, have him as a bridge quarterback, you know, let them run, let them let them do their thing, and then let Malik take the reins next year. Because other than that, like we found a way to mistreat him somehow worse the second time around with how we utilized him. And now with having the offensive coordinator issues, you know, that became the thing, but I don't think that that McAdoo was going to use him any better than, than, you know, anyone else did. So I really don't know why he would want to stay for that matter. And, you know, if I even as a Cam Newton fan would want him to stay in the building, I really, I really don't know if I'd want him to, I, because this, I mean, this is gonna be it. this is gonna be it. You know, we keep saying that, but like, I just don't see how many more chances he could be getting. No, it's de- he's definitely on the clock. I, I just don't. Like I said, I I, I kind of hope he goes find a go and find a better situation. I would like to see like the same chances I've seen Carson Wentz get, which we, you know, we've only seen the one season a while. Like mind you, he had the same he had his season like right after Cam, so it's like it's not like it's that far apart to say like. Well, it, was, it was literally two years, maybe removed. Yeah, so so I, you know, it, you know, he's still getting his opportunity, which I, which I understand because it's physical upside. But I mean, there's really not a history that he's going to be consistent and, and give you that type of output. Um, I would love to see him get opportunities that guys like Jimmy G get that can they continuously get the opportunities to go to teams that are that are kind of ready made that have coaching staff that are that that are ready to go win go win right now because I, I think Cam would be best suited for those types of situations. I mean, to continuously put them. In these situations where he's got he's got to be the best player at thirty three, I mean, bro, you wouldn't ask that of many other guys, you know. So and and you wouldn't expect much to really happen out of that. So I I, I just want him to get to a, a fair situation, nothing spectacular, just just at this point, just fair. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of chances. I mean, what I think actually happens is he doesn't get re-signed by us within the next week. He sits in in the free agent market for a while. And sitting there, and teams are addressing quarterback, and I think he's going to get picked up after the draft. It's similar to the situation uh, just two years ago uh, when he was sitting out there for um, a little bit, and then the Patriots picked him up like 
mid June. Uh, I could see something like that happening where, okay, maybe there's an injury or, um, hey, we don't think we you know, have the quarterback room that we thought we did. And there'll be a lot of the situations that open up because, you know, with this draft class, there is a couple guys sitting in that second, third round range where teams with, you know, a situation where they can maybe take a shot on a guy to come in and compete, might want to go that route first or see if they can go that route. Um, and then if not, maybe they'll fall back on somebody like a cam. And, um, you know, I think, I think he does have, you know, this maybe one more shot to, you know, find his way into a starting role. Um, I don't think he's going to get signed and, you know, deem the starter right away for next season. He's going to have to earn it and, you know, quite frankly, get, get some luck to happen in front of him. But, um, you know, I'm hoping just for one more chance for him. Um, and there, there could be, a, you know, plenty of different situations. Maybe he goes to, um, you know, like the Chargers and he's a backup and something happens to Herbert and he steps in. So, you know, something like that could happen. So um, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a while for any Cam news and, uh, you know, which is unfortunate, but it doesn't seem like he's coming back with us. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't see the way that it would work out. And that's what it's just like, I I just don't know. And that's why I keep, the more I see it, I'm like, I just don't think we're going to do anything with the quarterback. I, I, am, I worry very much about the pick and however we will use it. And I feel like, because the way that I'm hearing about the Giants, I don't think Icky Iquano is going to fall to us. I just don't. I, I think the I feel like the Giants are going to they're going to screw us over and they're going to take him right beforehand. I know there's a couple other guys that they think could fall within the first, you know, the top twenty, top twenty first round that we could maybe get and move back a little bit. You know, I think Malik. This Malik at six. I don't know how the national, you know, retention is, but he made definitely a way for himself in the combine, and he made a name for himself, and probably kind of put him at the forefront of most sensible, you know, most sensible scouts out there. If it's not, I mean, if it's not, but then I just don't like, you know, I don't see the the purpose. And then if it's not Malik going for a Kenny Pickett or a, or a Matt Corral or you know getting trying to go for Jimmy G or like Jordan Love or any, I just don't see none of those guys are franchise guys. And, you know, we talked about those, those ways Like Tyler and I talked about those ways you get to the Super Bowl, those ways you build your team. None of those guys are guys that I'm going to build my team around. None of those guys are going to elevate the current roster. You already have a good amount of those guys are probably good enough to get you to the playoffs and maybe get you a win in there. But I don't think when the chips fall and when it's, that's what the difference between, I think, you know, the Rams and Bengals became to be other than the offensive line is that like Chantice was talking about, that no-look pass on the game-winning drive, that's years, years of experience and just straight-up, you know, swagger saying, I can do this. You know, the, I've been – well, he's never been in that situation. He's still a veteran and can do that. And, and and that's where you get it where, like, when the chips start to fall, Jimmy G, when he was in the Super Bowl a few years back, you know, Pat Mahomes trying to – like, there's – that age and that experience does equate to something. You know, that's why you don't see very rarely, you know – the big Ben's or the Russell Wilson's winning the Super Bowl at the ages that they do. And for the most part, and almost especially in those cases, it was not big Ben and Russell Wilson winning those Super Bowls. They were just there along for the ride. And so that's where I, I I just, I, I feel more and more like we're not going to do anything about it. And this is just going to be, unfortunately another limbo year. And I'm hoping if it's at least going to be a limbo year, because it's not going to be a tanking year. We've, we've shown we're not going to tank. We're not going to make them or else McCaffrey would be gone you know, the DJ would be gone. I mean, these guys would be gone. If we were, if we were really true, we wouldn't, no team that's trying to tank doesn't have a second, third or fourth round pick or any of these mid day, you know, these, 
no, no, that has not happened for a team that's trying to tank. So I just don't think that's the case. I think it's just this limbo of, and hopefully the front office can utilize it as a more productive limbo year than in years past and say, okay, enough is enough. We need a quarterback. We need to move on from this coach. We, we need to do these things. I just, it just sucks. Like we said, because the South is just in disarray right now. And you could really swoop in and just take control of it if you wanted to, but what it's gonna it's like it's almost like the east right now you win the east what does that do for you when you get to the playoffs you're not gonna it's you're gonna get swamped wherever you get there so what that just gives you more frustration than anything else at this point so i just i don't see where i it's just it's hard to see where the, the light at the end of the tunnel is unless unless friday comes along Deshaun's acquitted of all charges or whatever on that thing and he, he, my bold prediction, my bold prediction is he could be a Carolina Panther by the time we do our next show. I've seen that around. I've seen that around because as I mean, far as I mean, I mean, seriously, I, I mean, because the two, the two deals that were on the table for him were the Dolphins and from what I've seen us and the Dolphins, from what I can understand, have pretty much vehemently taken that deal off the table. I don't know what happened. All the, we got to get away from Tua. That seemed to have just <laughs> dissipated over the last three months. They were like, yeah, we, you know, no, we're fine with Tua. I mean, and this is my stipulation with the NFL, and I, I do not understand it. You have players that commit actual felonies and are recorded of committing those felonies. This has nothing to do with Sean Watson. And then they get kind of just it brushed aside. But then you have someone who is on the couch the entire season, not even betting on his own football team, who makes millions of dollars and cannot affect the outcome of any game whatsoever. And he suspended the entire year? I can explain to you why he got suspended for the entire year. And, and while in light, it doesn't look horrible. Think about it like this, man. You, you're, already, you're already an NFL employee. You as an employee. And, 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 and for a product that's supposed to be, you know, neutral, it's supposed to just be, you know, not, the outcomes aren't supposed to be, you know, predicted like it's the WWE. If that player is betting on games. And these are and it, it, it's not even the fact of, of what of whether the, whether he, the team he betted for won or won or lost or whether he had inside information. It's the fact that, bro, you just can't be an employee. You get paid from these betting sites. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why you can make that 11 million dollars you were making was because the NFL got to deal with whatever betting site that you were that, that you were using. Mind you, that's how he got caught. He got caught because there was an NFL that was a, that was an NFL used site that he that he tried to bet off of. They're gonna report that. <coughs> And you went from trying to make fifteen hundred dollars to losing eleven million in a season. Like if I like 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 if I told you like you if I if I told you to bet on your whatever company you work for is going to fail within the next year, you know what I'm saying? You, you, uh, give me give me all of it. I'll take it. I'll put all my money on it right now. Let me do it. You, you know what I'm saying? But if somebody finds that out, bro, like, the, like you you knew that because of why you knew that because of how like the integrity of the game already. And think about the NFL as. Think about the case with Brian Flores where he just told you that Stephen Ross sold him the tank. They could not afford for that to happen and not take swift action. Do I think the year was a little was a little much? I do. But if we know anything about the NFL, they're either going to be too late to react or overreact. Well, you, you know, you take you. I mean, well, a number one, and you guys may or may not know this. It is like the number one thing on their contract. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. It is like the number one thing about you know, gambling on and, – and, you know, you look at baseball. I mean, same type of situation has happened where Pete Rose 
damage. Yes. But then you, but hold on. But then, you, and I know he was playing and all that other stuff, but you get guys who are on steroids who broke home run records. Not, I mean, they're fine. It's all good to go. But, you know, Pete Rose gambled on, and granted, it's a, it's a little different ball game because he was playing and he was betting on his own team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but at the end of the day, in professional sports, the first thing they tell you is you will not gamble, whether it's NBA, NFL, whatever. You that is the that is the one golden rule you do not break. Hit a woman, hit a woman, (laughs) and have it documented on camera. Greg Hardy, you know, Greg Hardy, there's your example, dude. Ray Lewis, Ray Rice. Right, right, but but you're right, Jack. I get it. It's hard to, and I agree with Shanti. Yeah. To me, a year that's a little much. Yeah. And um, so the, the the main point with this was though is that with Deshaun Watson, I just, I mean, like, then what is his like? How is that? How is he received? I just, I, I don't, I don't know. And for an organization that has kind of shied away from taking those guys that you know, from try, they try to go with the guys that are the you know up. Upright, I guess. Upstanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it. That, and that was more of a Jerry thing, of course, because of who Jerry was. But you know, or is not was. He's still alive. <laughs> um, but I just, I just don't know if that's something that David Tepper is gonna is gonna go for. And I just don't know. It just, it just depends who is making these decisions. That's the other no, thing. Right, you just have, right. I, I have no listen, idea. Listen, if I'm David Tepper, though, I can have ten thousand people in the stadium. Or I can have seventy five thousand. And if you shot, if, listen, all of us sit here right well, now. Well, he's going to have it regardless because it's a soccer. So, you know, he doesn't well, need to. I mean, if, if he, how good do you guys, you three, I'll let you guys go with it. We sign him Monday. How are you feeling? <laughs> this is my thing. This is my, th- this is my thing. This is my thing. When you get a guy that has been out for so long for with so much around him. <laughs> Like there's very little, I mean, now he's at, been at a different age than like say Mike Vick or Adrian Peterson or, you know, like uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, he's at a bit of a different age, but there's only, I feel like the ceiling is just so much lower when they come back just because of, you know, the notoriety around it. And so while I think that he could still obviously be much better than what we would have and would still, yes, be the best quarterback on the market as of right now. Like, yeah, that, but I just, it's just so weird because, like, it's like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. It's really like all this has happened. He's spent so long off because the NFL is such a quick turnaround. It's so, like you miss three games and you are done. Like, you, like, it's, it's like with Cam Newton, he was out for six weeks and people were acting like he was coming out of retirement to play for the Panthers. It's like, no, he was just, not on a team for that. And that's like Mike Vick. It was like, it was like two different people were playing when he came back. It was, it's, I'm serious. Like it, that's just what, and like Mike Vick, I think, you know, he was able to have his success limited. I mean, I think they made what the playoffs once or twice with him on the, with him on the, on the team. And, you know, same with Adrian Peterson. That's he's getting that same sort of like, you know, victory lap basically. And he's kind of just plug and play wherever, but I just feel like it's so tough. Even with like someone like Alex Smith, Alex Smith wasn't even there, you know, and obviously it's a much different reason, but like, you know, he was gone for physical reasons and then he even came back and even at his height, he's like, okay, I can't, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. And of course that was a much different thing, but it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to analyze because it's hard to imagine. Yeah. You know, you asked him about the football player, then 
I tell you that. Oh, I, I mean, as about the football plays strictly, I feel great because this is a this is this is a top ten quarterback. You know when he's playing. And the last time we saw him play, he had a great statistical year that just didn't lead to a lot of team success because the team overall was bad in Houston. You ask me about everything else alongside it, I'm like, you know, what's what's your price you're willing to pay to to be a winner? It's going it's, it's really going to be the the biggest question. Like, I mean, are you willing to deal with all of the scrutiny? All, all, all of the all of the headlines you're gonna get. I mean, is is it is it working? I mean, and at the end of the day, I know I know people probably don't want to hear this, but I mean, a lot of fans don't really care nearly as much as people would like to think. Like, bro, if you if you put a Super Bowl title in front of somebody's face and ask them, do you care about this or that? I I, I know what they're gonna go with. So, I mean, I I, I would just, it, it's it's a double edged sword. I, I can't necessarily say that. I, I just, I just really wouldn't have a, I, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a true answer because I do think about the, the type of reception we're gonna get. And again, there's still a, a lot of women still watch football. Women are still a part of a part of this game, just as much as men are, because they're at most of these games alongside, along, alongside of men. So, it, so it's still, it's still a factor of, I mean, how do you feel about that part of your fan base if you make that move? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, talking about, you know, you hit it right on the head. It's a top top 10 quarterback. And, and you know, usually thinking about it when you trade for somebody of that caliber, you, you know, you'd be stoked to see that. But, um, you know, with all, you know, being out of football for this long, it's it's going to be a whole different game than if we traded for Russell Wilson. It's, it's a whole different situation. And so seeing it, I mean, it'd be one of the biggest moves in franchise history, of course, um, to see it happen. But I do know that if he is, you know, if he's good to play and everything, that this price is is still going to be very high. I mean, he's a top ten quarterback. They have him. They don't need to trade him. It's going to be a. It's, it's going to take an arm and a leg to trade for Deshaun Watson still. And so, um, the, the, like, looking forward to this season. I know we're not. It's not going to be a Super Bowl run, and it's not going to be a Rams situation. It's not going to be a Buccaneer situation where you throw a you know a great quarterback in and, and we win right away. No, it's it's going to be all right. We have a quarterback now. Let's build this thing up over the next couple of years because uh, we're, we are going to give a lot of compensation, and we're not going to have um, assets this offseason to build around him. So there's going to be more of a more of a pause than you would think. I th- for me than if we got, you know, quarterback of that potential. And I think you really also at the end of the day, got to question his mental health and all of this. I mean, he has been drilled, you know, drug over the coals and like, and it sucks because of the way that it, these situations lie, but like he's had, you know, some of his, you know, the, the league that he has tried to build his whole life to, you know, just almost abandon him basically, you know, to say that if these things are true, then everyone has to take a step back. So what is his mental health? Is he coming into this when he's coming back going, okay, everyone, you know, had these thoughts about me. Everyone was putting me, you know, out and like, and done. I got to go back and prove myself. Or is he, you know, like, I mean, is he depressed? Is he, is he distraught that, you know, he had to, is he just mentally drained from having to go through all of this? Cause there's no way, you know, this is an easy legal proceeding. It just, it's not going to happen. And so I just, that's, it's tough. And that's what, like, we've never had, I feel like, and I mean, and we may, and there might've been things that have been comparable to it, but at least not in recent memory that I can think of, you know, where there's been so much speculation around it. And every time, you know, something's happened in the NFL where there's been some, there is evidence or they come forth about it. There's no one who's fought it the way that, and to have it all happen at the same time, because that's like, like Tyler was saying, they don't, I mean, like, it's not, it's not like he's, that's the other thing. It's not like he's a free agent when he's coming out of this. 
He's still uh, like they we have we would have to give things up for him. And I imagine, you know, they can go one of two ways about it. They can go, okay, he's not going to be on with us anyway. He's going to be more trouble than he's worth. We're just going to shop him off and you know just try to get something reasonable. Or they can go, we told you, like you know, and now he wants to leave, but he's still like who he is. So you need to still give us what we asked for him. Yeah, and and that's where my concern lies is that you know that I mean, then we go back to the drawing board of. McCaffrey and a pick and one that we cannot afford to give up. And I think it's another thing. We're going to be another thing like Cam Newton. It might not happen till like Jeff, I know you think it's going to happen Friday. It might not happen until after the draft. I really don't. I really don't think it, it, if, if he does get cleared, I just don't see a way unless. And I mean, this could be a thing now, maybe, you know, like think maybe Seattle or you know, or Washington, or some of these teams reserved those picks or accepted those picks to then turn around, like you were saying, and give them right back to Watson, if you know, if they go that way, because then I mean, the Seahawks were able. I mean, that's freeing them up. They might go say, okay, we'll go get Watson. You know, that right. well, let's plug him right in, or right. or San Francisco, or you know, all these teams that need quarterbacks. We might not be the only ones who are, in, who are considering him, and if we aren't, we do not have the capital required to give what they wanted. You know, we did, but we didn't even before we had the picks in the middle of the of the draft. And so now I don't really know, you know, what the the thought process is. And like I said, I think the what makes this offseason unique is I feel like there's a lot of moves that we feel like we could be making and that could there could be a lot of excitement around our team. And we're not going to do what what the fans would like to do or what we think we're going to do. I know, like we're talking about, we're in, involved in all these trade talks, but. I mean, that, you know, you could talk to 80 different girls at the bar. That doesn't mean you're going to take one of them home. So I, I just, I, I feel like we just, teams need to be, a, you know, our fans need to be a b- bit more reserved about what actually might happen this offseason. I think we might sit, like I said, a little bit more in limbo. But, you know, all we can do until that happens is keep waiting, unfortunately. And I hate saying this, but keep waiting. And of course, keep pounding.